So there we were, 50 years after becoming Omega Man at Howard University, where we were known as the Faithful Five. We were inducted in May of 1959. There we were in Atlanta on the seventh floor of the Hyatt, coming together to review our lives, to fellowship, and to share lessons learned. It felt like it was just yesterday when we had last seen each other, when in most cases it had been 50 years. My, how time flies. As we began to talk, it became clear how much we all had in common. Of the eight around the table, six were raised in small southern towns, Bones and Marcy in Petersburg, Virginia, Gus in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Langston in Blacksburg, Kentucky, and G in Arlington, Virginia. We all grew up during the time of segregation and Jim Crow. We all knew our place in terms of racial relationships. We all grew up in segregated black communities. Those of us from the South were products of the separate but equal school systems. We all had parents who pushed us in elementary and high schools, encouraged us to be high achievers, and pushed us to compete. Needless to say, education was a high priority in our lives. We all had teachers who cared not only about our academic growth, but also the development of good character. Citizenship, patriotism, and moral values based on Christian principles were integral to our education. We all grew up going to church every Sunday. Other than the school, the church was the center of the family social life. While we were economically poor relative to the national standards at that time, we were middle to upper class in our respective black communities. Most of our parents had service jobs or jobs in the construction or repair trades. We were high achievers in high school and the first in our families to attend college. We felt especially privileged and honored to be able to attend Howard University. At that time, Howard was the Harvard of the black community. It had produced most of the black doctors, lawyers, and academicians at the time. It was the mecca of black intellect and culture. Howard University drew the cream of the crop from not only the black community in the U.S., but from the black population in Africa and the Caribbean. While enjoying this preeminent position in the black community, Howard University also recognized its special obligation to those who were the product of the inferior education of the separate but equal school system. That education system did not prepare us for engineering. We were not offered the high school courses required for entrance into the mainstream engineering schools. At best, we were prepared for and steered to state-supported black teachers' colleges. If you aspired to be an engineer, no matter how smart you may have been, you would not have qualified for a mainstream engineering school, since you lacked the prerequisite math and science courses not offered in the separate but equal schools. I was salutatorian of my high school class, and I came to Howard wanting to be an engineer but had no physics. My math was limited to one basic algebra course, and my English was limited to basic reading and writing. But Howard accepted me on the condition that I would take certain remedial classes— this was required for my eventual acceptance to engineering school. Most of us sitting around the table had similar experiences, and we all owed a lot to Howard University for providing engineering opportunities to young black men and women from the South. I was surprised that no one had come to this event feeling bitter about our segregated past. I believe we all had concluded that the negative experience built a positive character. The experience made us hungry and motivated us to take advantage of all opportunities, albeit limited, to become productive citizens. All of us believed that even though most of us grew up in the segregated South, equal opportunities were, in fact, available in the North and in the West, and we were basically limited only by our education. Education became paramount. It was our way out of the South, and the segregation it represented. 
All of our parents pushed us in high school to make good grades and struggled to make sure that we had the resources to get into college. Once there, all of us had jobs during the summer, and many of us worked during the school year to stay in college. We also took advantage of student loans, which we later repaid. For all of us sitting at that table, we had no option but to go to college. Our parents, our community, and our high school teachers expected it. And once we were in college, those common values and motivations provided the bond and mutual support that kept us there. And this same bond brought us back 50 years later. So we were not here to bash this sad and unfair part of American history, but to honor the common character it produced. We did not come together to cry over what could have been. We came to celebrate who we became.